I just want to take two words. We've got over here, here, and over there, there. These two words. We use them every day. And these words are common words. So just stay with me for a moment because this is really important. I want to say these words have no zing or color, and yet these two words, for me, have incredible depth. The two words, here and, and there, and they're so important. You may ask why. Because we need to understand where here is. And we need to understand where, where or what is there. So here, I want to say here is good. Look at what we're doing that's good in the town. People are being reached. We have a Sunday night service. We have a nice building. We're steadily growing. The new Mansfield building, complete with pigeons in the roof. It's wonderful. Nice facilities on the TV and radio across what we're doing with with regards to the community. I think we've got good leadership. The church is cared for. There is safety here. But let me tell you very, very clearly, we must not, should not, and cannot stay here. God is the thief of the great. I'm reminded of Peter, James, and John. You know the story, for those who know the Bibles, on the Mount of Transfiguration, they just had an amazing, amazing spiritual encounter, and they were in blessing, and things were good, and they wanted to stay and build a tent and live there. But Jesus led them back into the chaos of the day. Whilst we are here, people are dying. Our world is filled with such chaos, friend. People are hopeless. Just let it touch you for a moment. The state of this world. People in Mansfield, in this this area, such extreme poverty. Living in violence. People have disturbed minds. As I think of this town, and I know this town and I love this town. It's where I grew up. Berry Hill, Ladybrook, Bull Farm, Ioken, Forest Town. We've got Bellamy Road Estate. We've got Mansfield Town Centre. We've got Clipston, Shybrook, Blidith. Wherever you want to put, all over the place. Sutton, Hothwaite, Kirkby. All across this area. We can't stay here. We can't stay here. We can't stay here for the sake of your kids, your grandkids, your neighbors, your parents, your friends and colleagues. Just want you to imagine for a moment. What if you had a son or daughter who is living estranged from you? Some of you may have that. They're taking a path that had filled you with pain, remorse and anguish. Listen to me. They made a decision to walk away from you, your values. And your God. But in their despair, after they've hit rock bottom, they drove past a church. Something told them to go in. They pulled in only to find the car park full with no room. They decided to leave. But a voice inside them told them to stay, so they did. They walked in the church only to find no seats. The place is buzzing, packed. But no one's willing to give up their seat. Again, they decide to leave, but the voice comes again to them, just stay. They eventually find a seat. They see a lot of friendliness and genuine love towards one another, but no one connects with them. 
They wonder if anyone else is new and feels like them. The service is styled to suit the people who are already, already saved. And if I can say this, already convinced. The worship is long and the service goes on. They walk away after this experience even more disengaged and lost by the experience. Can I ask you, how would you feel as their mum or dad? Outraged? Angry? Upset for the lost opportunity? I think you'd be justified in all those emotions. Questioning why someone didn't see them. You'd be thinking to yourself, this was the moment. It's now gone. And then another question arises, will there be another chance? I don't know. We're not guaranteed another chance. The answer to this little parable, and I feel it so passionately, is to go there. Let me just walk you there. See, what does there look like? Well, it looks like to me packed services, multiple services. And that means the need for more service, need for more small groups. There means inconvenience. I'll repeat that. There means inconvenience. Because on a Sunday, this means a short walk to church from the many parking spaces nearby to make sure the car park is free for the disabled, elderly, young families with babies and first-time guests. That means introducing new songs that we don't always know and sometimes don't always like, but they carry a fresh new sound that connect with Christians and non-Christians alike. That means noisy kids and young people, marked walls, used carpets. There means giving of your time and energy in a serving team. There means committing yourself to being in a small group or being a small group leader. There means giving more money because we want to reach more people. There means coming early and serving and staying late to make sure everything is done. There means giving our time, resource and skills. It means giving up meals to fast and to go to early morning prayer meetings because we're serious about seeing people saved and helped. That means laying down our privileges, our prejudices and opinions. Frankly, our opinions really don't count. And serving, loving, giving and submitting. That wayward son or daughter, that husband or wife who doesn't, don't follow God, how are they going to be changed? Here or there? We must move from here, which is God, to there, which is great. And some of you are enjoying the blessings of here, but we cannot stay here. (laughs) There is where growth comes from. There is where your kids, family members, are baptized. There is where we get to officiate at the wedding of your kids. There is where we get to dedicate your grandkids. There is where we see lost people, broken people, lonely people, saved, helped, and healed. It's all well and good. You may say, but that's just for the professionals or the A-team. It's for people like Paul and Liz Stokes who have been on the journey and they're part of here and they're, you know, they know what they're doing. But what can I do? How can I make a difference? I want to just run a very short video before we then outline the theme. And it will show you how you can make a difference. I call it the power of the serve.
So it's all leading us to this point. Because our theme for the year, our theme for 2014 was a year of strengthening. We believe God spoke to us and we believe the same again in our theme that we're about to launch. The Bible says in Matthew in chapter 5 and verse 14 to 16, and I'm reading from the message. Jesus says, here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm, gonna put, I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Jesus was showing the way. He was challenging those who were following him to bring color, light, and flavor to their worlds. And he wants us to do the same. He wants us to be lit up, and he wants us to stand out and shine. You see, our theme for the year is to stand out and shine. So let me just take these few thoughts and just articulate them with three arena goals and and let me show you how this can potentially work out. It's something that the arena leaders and staff are gathering around. We're gathering around these goals and they will help us to keep moving towards maintaining an outward focused church. These goals will continue to prevent us from camping here and will push us forward to there. So the goal number one is we want to see 50 First-time decisions for salvation and an ongoing discipleship journey. This means to say 50 in Ilkeston and 50 in Mansfield. You may say, well, this should be the goal of every church to grow. Sadly, this is often not the case. Many churches say they want to grow, but in reality, they are happy to remain where they are. But we have a big goal to grow. And do not underestimate the largeness of this goal. You see, I'm not talking about 50 people joining us from other churches. Nor am I talking about 50 hands that respond and never follow through. We are saying we will work and pray towards 50 brand new people responding and then going on a discipleship journey. We're talking darkness to life. We're talking of the walk from death to life. We're talking about people becoming new creations, born again, saved. We're believing for transformation and radical stories of God's amazing grace. That is what we're talking about. So let me show you how you can play your part in this because you say, well, I can't do that. No, you can't and neither can I. But if you just open your bags now very quickly and we'll hear the rustling of the papers. And in your bag, I just wonder if you'd just get the contents out for a moment. Because we don't just want to cast a vision and a goal. We want to also resource you in the best way that we can. Simple ways. We got them? In your bags, you'll find a candle. Don't worry, we haven't all of a sudden become great, good Anglicans or Catholics. I know we've got some Anglican and Catholics here. Love you to bits, but we're not about to change sides, okay? You're not going to see me in a robe, I can tell you that much for nothing, okay? And I love the Catholics and the Anglicans, by the way. But this candle needs to be lit to shine. And God wants to use you as a light that shines to others. There's a card. So just keep it 
You don't have to use it if you want to. If you haven't paid your fuel bill, you might need to use it. But, you know, just keep it there as a reminder of your call to shine. There's a card in there that outlines the goals, the three goals. On one side, it talks stand out and shine. And then there's three goals specifically. And I'm just going to, in a moment, just outline the other two. There's another card. Because I come across people who've been Christians for many, many years and they say, I have no idea how to lead somebody to Jesus or share my story with them. And we've just simply put on there four points about how you can help others, how you can lead others to Jesus. You notice a very nice pad. Really is nice, isn't it? Stand out and shine. You can put that in your office or by the side of your telephone or whatever. But what we really want you to do is take the opportunity... And I will be asking you about this over this series that we're going to be doing. Because I think it's important. A lot of people have no idea how to articulate their story. I want to encourage you to write your story down. How did you come to faith? What happened? What were the steps that led you there? Write it down. And once you've wrote it down, that will give you the confidence to begin to go and share it with other people. So I want to use that pad effectively. And then you'll notice... There are some invitation cards. Don't just put them in your Bible as a, or in your, your, your novel that you're reading. It's like a bookmark. Use them, particularly here for Mansfield. And we do apologize. Julie was at pains to say there was a nice picture of Mansfield. You can just see it behind the background, but it's not printed through very well. But here we see an invitation. It says, Mansfield, we'd love to see you. Use it. If some of you need some resource, use it as an invitation. To invite, invite people to come. You see, Arena does amazing works in the community. But behind the amazing works of Arena is the amazing message of Arena. And that is that God came into the world to die for you. And he did this, did this out of love. God's heart is that we reap a harvest. John 15 tells us that um, Jesus is saying that he has ordained for us to bear fruit and much lasting fruit. You see, the fruit that God is interested in is not apples, although we have them here, it's people. I love nothing better, Phil says this to me, we laugh about it, I love nothing more than just a crowd full of people who are just not convinced about Jesus. I love it. The more unconvinced you are, the more I love it. And it's not because I want to persuade you, because I just want to get a message out there that God loves you. God is so passionate about you. When I look in the mirror, I know we haven't got time to digress to I look in the mirror. I am so overwhelmed by God's amazing grace to me. I can't believe that God saved me. I've said this before. If God hadn't saved me, only God knows where I would have been. Only God knows. And yet he touched me, a little lad from Mansfield. He touched me. And I've never... I've just never, I don't think I have lost the wonder of that. God loves you. He's passionate about you. And he wants us to express this to a lost and dying world. Henry Stanley, the great explorer, after developing a friendship with the groundbreaking pioneer missionary David Livingston, became a follower of Jesus. And Henry Stanley said of Livingston, He converted me to Christ, and he wasn't even trying to do so. May we do likewise. Goal number two, 
the multiplying of small groups. We want to see small groups, multi-lights, that light up across the M1 corridor, light shining in the darkness in houses and neighborhoods and coffee shops. Small groups will become a bedrock foundation of Arena Church. It will allow us as a church to grow to thousands while still being small in relational groups for discipleship, love, friendship, and care. I asked Paul and Liz to just put out to the leaders and the guys there just some of the benefits of being in a small group. Here's two or three comments that were made. Lindsay, who is part of our Ilkeston campus, relatively new to faith, probably in the last 18 months, if that. She says this, small groups provide a safe, friendly, and supportive environment that helps me understand more by sharing while others, with others while continuing my faith journey. Anne says this, I'm doing, she's here tonight. There are places where people feel comfortable and they can share things with trusted people. And Andy Flynn, Andy Flipping gets everywhere at the minute. If you want his autograph, it's a fiver, okay? He'll flog it to you for a fiver and then he'll put the money in, won't you, Andy? All right? But Andy says this, when you first join the church, it can seem daunting. How true that is. With so many new people to get to know. Joining a small group helps you with that. As you immediately have a smaller group of friends to get to know. It has helped me with Bible study and discussions around general faith issues. We also meet in a relaxed atmosphere in someone's home. Much better than in a formal church environment for this kind of meeting. And lastly, we have social events which are always relaxed and fun. These are the benefits of small groups. In small groups, people are discipled. They're cared for. They make friends and they grow. And our desire is to see a multiplication of small groups. We want to see our groups grow. Presently, we have in Mansfield two. In Ilkeston, we only have one. Three groups. Wanting that three groups to grow to eight, ten, twelve, fifteen, twenty. And people getting plugged in to small groups. You see, the present reality here is that we have people waiting to be in a small group, and we have no room to place them. Plus, we don't have enough people coming forward to be a host or or leader. To get there, we need people to come forward with a passion, the right people, I may add, who have a passion to connect with others in this setting and become group leaders. It is a commitment, but it's worth it. What are we going to do with these 50 new people that we're going to see saved this year? Because is anybody with me? We're going to see 50 new people come to faith in Jesus' name. Anybody with me tonight? We're going to see 50 new people. What are we going to do with them? Well, we need to see them planted in small groups. Because this will allow them to grow. It will allow them to develop and change. Interestingly, the early church developed a potent partnership of both corporate worship, which I'm passionate about, in large public buildings in towns and cities, And at the same time, they met in small groups in people's homes. And listen, it was said of them, not just in the Bible, but in history records, that they filled the towns and cities, these Christians, they filled it with the praises of God. May this be said of Mansfield and of Ilkeston. Listen, if you're interested in knowing more about small group leadership, training, and being in a small group, then please see Paul or Liz. Or go on to the website, uh, email paul at community, arenacommunity.co.uk. Or go and see the resource reception area up in the bar area. And they'll take your details and somebody will come back to you. Leads me into goal number three. This is, I get pretty pumped about this. 
This is going to be a miracle of all miracles. They're all miracles, actually, because we understand that we need miracles to get small group leaders and to get it going, because the enemy contends for it. We need to um, press in to see 50 new people come to faith and discipled and cared for. But this one is another miracle, because we want to develop a community focus and increase the business weekly footfall from the building. I'll deal with the second part of this in a moment, but listen to me. Working in the community is time-consuming and challenging. It's practical work. It takes volunteers, time, and resource. But as we give what we have, when we offer our skills, our practical skills, God does miracles. How broken this world is. And God is calling us to play our part in binding up the broken hearts. It may be challenging, but Lisa Harrison, our community manager in Ilkeston, says this. The rewards far outweigh the challenges. In Mansfield, we cannot allow another year to pass without beginning to engage our community in a greater way. Mansfield is a great town. I thought I'd get an amen there. Mansfield is a great town with great people. But many have believed the lie that things will never change. And this is where we come in. As we engage the community in acts of kindness... We will show them the change, and then we'll begin to see a change. I'm grateful, Glenis, for the open doors and its community impact. And this is such a project that we should utilize to open other doors. Interestingly, 15 years, they're going to be celebrating in February a 15-year birthday. I think that's worthy of some praise, which is wonderful. But what about launching a youth ministry? If I can be bold tonight to get a youth ministry, we're probably going to need to put some resource into these teams, even in a salary, because they're maxed out. They're not telling me saying this. I'm saying they're maxed out. What about a ministry to single mums? What about working with others in the ministry of homelessness? Again, Paul and Liz just served another organization. We don't always need to own it. We can go and serve others. What about launching an elderly afternoon tea? I know this was something that happened many years ago in Bosworth Street. Listen, if you are committed to this church, can I implore you to get involved? We also want to see the business room hire conference and established. This not only has the potential to make a profit that we can then use to extend our reach into the community, but just as importantly, it will drive traffic through our building. I want to mess with some people's heads. Because people, I'm serious. People come in here and say, this cannot be a church. This cannot be a church. What's those snooker tables? What are those table tennis? What's that bar area? Seriously, I want to mess with some people's heads. Because we want to drive traffic through here. Want people to be blown away by the ambience and the atmosphere in this building. But we need your help. We need people to give time on a regular basis. We need people's energy. We need people's passion. We need people's resource. Would you consider getting involved? It will take time, generosity, patience, hard work, effort, and consistent sacrifice. From these qualities, something revolutionary will begin to happen. As I finish, you've seen and heard the progress we've made. But we're here. And I, for one, I'm not staying here. I'm not staying here. 
I'm going there. Anybody coming with me? I'm not staying there. For the sake of this town. For the sake of lost people. For the sake of seeing them in small groups. For the sake of practically serving our community. I want to move from here to there. Prophet Isaiah had a holy experience. He was a man who was undone. He was sinful. And God came and touched him and healed him. And then he heard a voice, which was the Lord's voice saying, Whom shall I send to this people? And who will go for us? And Isaiah said this, Here I am. Send me. If we're to see these three goals become a living reality in a year's time, it's going to take all of us to say that prayer, here I am, send me. May God help us to see people want to Jesus, to see small groups established, and see, to see a community presence in Mansfield that we've never seen before. Phil, I'm going to ask you to finish up if you would for me, if that's okay. God bless you.